We are live. Woo! Hello. Hi. Welcome. Hi. So uh, this is a special episode of Humanizing the Icon because Samantha Baxley, comedian and actress, is actually going to be our featured host today. Yeah. And lead a conversation with me about something that um, you were inspired by. So we'll get into that in a minute. And Chelio Bourdine, as always, is with us to transform the energy of this conversation into a live drawing. My pleasure, you. my pleasure. <laughs> I'm excited. Today is a, a nice day. Thank you, Sam, for guests. And uh, we saw what's up. <laughs> we will see what's up and we will talk to you at the end. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Samantha, how are yes, you? Yes, ma'am. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a kind of funny day with a lot of technology breaking down. I don't know if Mercury's in retrograde. Do you know? I don't know, but there was an interesting vibe going on this entire week, I felt like. Something okay. in the air. Something cosmic? Something cosmic, something... Um, going on politically, I have a feeling maybe Ooh. people just breathe the sigh of relief. I feel like something is happening. There's um, a shift, I guess. There's a shift, yes. How are you feeling today in general? Are you feeling excited, anxious? A little anxious, a little anxious, but, um, but doing good. And uh, yeah, so you checked out some of the episodes, huh? I did, um, and I watched the one with Rabbi Taylor. Uh, I'm in love. I'm completely in love with him. And I also realized when he was laying out what it means to be Jewish, I think I might be Jewish. So um, he convinced me, and I'm excited to go down that new path sometime soon in the future. Does your Can't mom wait. think you might be Jewish? She does now. Okay. <laughs> she knows now? Yeah, she does, because she's watching this. Oh, she's okay. a fan. Right. <laughs> she so said she loved all the other episodes of yours. Okay, great. So she saw on the Humanizing the Icon YouTube channel. Exactly. Amazing. She's a big fan. Yay. Well, thank you, Mom. I don't think my mom's watched any of these, so... <laughs> <laughs> So I'm excited to get into what the main topic in our story today, but you know, I think it'd be interesting if we sort of talked about how we met, which it seems like was a long time ago, but it wasn't that long ago. Um, I feel such a strong connection to you. I just think you're an amazing person. Your energy is fascinating and um, very calming. Uh, at the same time, very invigorating, I feel like. and. I have a feeling uh, you give that same energy to a lot of other people as well, which is uh, very special and unique. Thank you so much. Of I course. Actually, I, I believe you. Um, I love your energy too. I think we met just a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. What's your version of the story? Uh, we met at a comedy show right before the second lockdown in Los Angeles. 
um, the night before the second lockdown in Los Angeles in Santa Monica. And uh, it was a great show. We had a wonderful time. Um, we ended up sitting at the same table. Uh, we have a mutual friend, Eugenia. And uh, we had a blast. I met you and your man, Pierce. Very nice guy. Uh, I think we literally, you and I just laughed the entire time. It was very fun. Um, connected. It was great. And I, I think had we, a great time. I think I like liked you right away because you were down to steal someone else's table. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, the table situation at that show, as good as the show was, was uh, lacking. So we wanted to sit down. We wanted to support our friends who are performing. So I don't know who John Jacobs or whoever the guy was, but I just figured he wasn't there. You snooze, you lose. Um, I just took his name off. He could have sat with us if he showed up, but True. you know, True. I, I don't think anyone was harmed in the stealing of the table situation. So, okay. I want to ask you something before we dive in. Sure. Okay, tell me, um, what you're up to these days creatively and why humanizing the icon, whether the phrase or the show um, resonates with you? That's a great question. Well, I think it's a great title, humanizing the icon. Um, I'm surprised that I wasn't on the first episode because I'm extremely iconic. I'm just teasing. Um, but it resonates with me because it's extremely powerful. Um, it, is something that I think we can all relate to in terms of people that we look up to in our lives, um, throughout our lives at different times. Um, and we all need those mentors and those people that inspire us no matter what we do. Um, and I think that's why I feel like you're somebody like that for me, which is really great. Um, you know, my mom is someone like that to me. And, uh, now Rabbi Taylor is somebody like that to me as well, um, one of your previous guests. And I think it's great that you're doing a show um, that shares the experiences of all these different, extremely unique, intelligent individuals. Um, and I, it's just fascinating to watch all of these people and hear what they have to say, um, that have come from all different walks of life, have all different perspectives on the world. Um, and I can't wait to watch more episodes and I'm so honored to be involved in this. So thank you for that. Um, I, I love that you mentioned your mom and um, you know, people because Icon is not necessarily about fame, you know? It's of course really, not. It's really open for interpretation. Um, so that's beautiful. And what are you up to these days as an artist? Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, well, I do stand up. Um, so I do some producing and, uh, you know, as well as performing when it comes to acting and uh, stand-up comedy. And, you know, I produce like a little show, it's called Hollywood Meet Cute. Um, and uh, it's a writer's group as well. So I just like kind of inspiring and um, watching and encouraging other performers. And it's really fun to see them grow as well. Um, and that helps me to grow in terms of that. Um, and you know, it's like we're quarantined here, so it keeps me busy um, when I'm not getting acting jobs, which I'll let you know whenever that happens, but uh, that's what I'm up to <laughs> these days. Yeah, but you're hilarious, so. <laughs> Thank you. Comedy, man. I do my best. 
absolutely. And you're up to some exciting things, which is great. Yeah, always. always. Yes, you are. Got to keep it real, keep it fun. Um, so you can, I guess, start by sharing what inspired you to want to have this particular conversation. So you and I were speaking on the phone not, uh, not too long ago. And by the way, I should mention to everybody that since you and I have met, <clears throat> which was not that long ago, I... It feels like I've known, I've known you for so long because I, I think, which in a, in a good way, um, feels like I've known you for so long, uh, but it feels like I've known you, like you're just a kindred spirit um, and it's a beautiful person. But I think we've talk, spoken on the phone. We just I talk on the phone for hours constantly all the time. Granted, <laughs> most of the time I'm doing most of the talking. I which know I'm sure constantly is... all the time. But... <laughs> We're best friends, just deal with it, okay? Um, but you and I were, were speaking, uh, the other night actually, and I'm not even sure how it came up, but, um, you were just sharing, you, you let me in a little bit into like your spiritual journey as just a woman and a person. Um, and it's helped me a lot, even just in the short amount of time, um, giving me a lot of insight and you took notes. I took notes. I did. I took notes. Um, make me sound crazier than I already make myself sound. I took notes. All right. I, I did. And um, I'm damn proud of those notes, just so you know. I think they're fabulous. I actually don't have those notes in front of me because I wanted to hear your story again just by itself. But it was a page full of notes, people, uh, during our phone conversation. But Jen was sharing uh, her story about something that was very personal, which I'll let her tell everybody. But um, I just thought it was extremely uh, beautiful. And it, the perspective that she had on this personal experience was a perspective that I hadn't really heard before from anyone. Um, and I was like, you have to share this with other people. Um, I feel like when it comes to uh, being a woman and, you know, a lot of things that women go through, um, even in 2021, uh, you know, we still don't share a lot of, we still keep a lot of things private. Like, I, I, it's like, is, it, is this 1950? What's going on here? I mean, other women aren't even telling other women what's going on behind closed doors. It's time to to shatter that, so knowledge is power. Um, so that's how I feel. I didn't really explain that very well, but um, I just think it was very inspiring. I think you did, and I'm I'm definitely um, because this is the first time I'm sharing this like publicly. Um, but you are one of a handful of people that, um, as friends that I've shared this story with, that have also encouraged me to share this. But I um wouldn't mind you specifically highlighting something from the story to kind of kick it off that can be like a portal into i'd be happy to yeah and the the we we coined the talk a, a woman's power to choose that was mm -hmm. on the on the flyer well i feel like to me you were talking about your 
experience with getting an abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that can be a, a very controversial topic. Mm-hmm. It can be. It can, it can be something that is uh, taboo. Um, it can be something that is not necessarily um, a positive experience. Um, and everyone's experience, of course, I respect everyone's experience. Um, but I'd, it was just interesting um, the way that you, you're hearing your story because I, at the, throughout your story and at the end of it, the way that I felt was uplifted and inspired and extremely touched. Um, and I felt that energy from you as well. I also felt like I gained some knowledge. Um, and I, that to me, that was just um, very, very intriguing and touching. Um, and I, I just think that that's a very different perspective and spin on this topic. So that's what I took away from it. It was a very spiritual experience for me. Um, where do you want to start? Um, I think just what, just start from the beginning, whatever you're feeling, you know? How, I think it's also interesting the age that you were when, you know, it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the fact that you feel empowered I mean, to me, that's what I what I ultimately took away from it, and it made me feel empowered. I, I almost want to cry talking about it because <laughs> it's just really um, amazing. I think I was thirty four. Um, I it was in two thousand thirteen, and uh, I had said to myself when I was in my twenties that I would never have an abortion in my thirties. Um, you know, I was definitely open to having children and um just going with the flow in that regard and you know you say things before you're actually in the situation you don't you never really know what you're going to do in life until you're actually in a situation you know you can set all kinds of parameters for yourself but we're um very fluid beings and we're always changing and growing and uh I was at a particular time um, when I wasn't in a serious relationship. I hadn't been in a very, very long time. Um, at that point, over over five years, um, this was the first person I was even like dating in the in the traditional sense, like going, you know, just going on dates. I didn't really have much uh, conventional experience in that in that realm, um, and. He was a super nice person. Uh, We were having a lot of fun, but I knew it was, um, you know, casual for me. For me, it was kind of like a social experiment to even try dating. I was very much like a workaholic. I was like deep into my directing career. I was directing, getting ready to direct a play off Broadway, finishing my first feature film. I was running a production in New York. and I was fundraising, you know, I didn't have money. I was actually living at a friend's place. Uh, part of being an independent filmmaker, for me, a big part of my job is, is fundraising um, because I want to preserve creative integrity 
or what I deem creative integrity, creative control. <laughs> um, so I always opted to do things independently and align with, you know, investors that have shared values and just doing the best to find the right fit. And it's, it's a struggle. It's very, very, very much like this, you know, um, but worth it to have the creative freedom. So I was in a fundraising cycle. I was below poverty, you know, like in terms of on paper cash flow. Um, super abundant though, and in so many ways. And I was living in a friend's house and I was dating this really nice guy, but like something just felt like it wasn't the time, you know? Um, I actually got pregnant. I didn't know if I could get pregnant. You know, you never know that either, right? Like these are just things you don't know until they happen. I had no reason to think I couldn't, but I never had. And in my 20s, mm -hmm. I had two really long, almost like five-year relationships. Um, and I was engaged and stuff like that in the, in the past. So I didn't get pregnant with them. <laughs> so I thought maybe I just couldn't. <laughs> um, and then lo and behold, um, a broken condom, you know, and I took the morning after pill and it didn't work. Right. So it was through two, two forms of birth control. Um, and it took me about four days of really, I, for me, this was probably, this was the hardest part, the four days of like being in the void and kind of like not knowing, um, what I was going to do, you know, mm -hmm. um, somehow even just being pregnant, I actually knew right away. Like I, I could tell right away. Like I didn't have to wait for the test to know. Like, it's I'm fascinating. fascinating. And my friend, my girlfriends were like, you know how girls get pregnancy scares, you know, when they're dating and stuff. I, I, that didn't happen to me. I wasn't like a typically like, um, thinking like that was happening in my life. And this time I was like, I think so. And they were like, whatever this, you're just having a scare, you know, kind of thing. So I, I knew, um, I felt, I felt it right away. And so what I was going to say is that it actually brought me closer to my body. Like there was something like, it wasn't about, um, necessarily right away what I was going to do. It was almost more about feeling the experience of just connecting in, in this like new way. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Does that make sense? It does. The sensations and the, the, the new energy and um, it was like soothing and grounding. And I'd been such a like kind of warrior workhorse, you know, for so much of my life, very ambitious and all that actually slowed me down I would say for like the first time ever you know I was tired and confused but also savoring this like slower you know pace of life for a minute and um kind of like communicating with whatever energies were in play to to feel what i needed to do it felt like a 
I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to say it because it all can sound a little, I guess, crazy to some people, but it, it felt like a joint decision. It felt like there was, it wasn't just me, whatever that means, you know? Um, and on day four, it was just a, almost like a bolt that came that was an absolute knowing of what I was going to do. That's fascinating. And to me, that seems like a woman's intuition. It was intuition because for those days too, it was leading up to that moment. I was definitely playing out what I saw as almost like a fantasy life. Like I could, I could keep this pregnancy and I don't know if I'll get to work, you know, because I was still proving myself as a filmmaker. I don't know if my investors will stay in and I didn't have money, but I was like, trying to sort out like maybe I'd get family support but my parents weren't it, we didn't have that kind of relationship or um I mean they would always be there for me but it was like they were struggling too to be frank like honestly mm -hmm. so it was like you know you just kind of play out all the different scenarios and it's like yeah he was doing well professionally but was I gonna be like reliant on this person? Like, these are the things that were coming up, right? But nothing, sense. but nothing was a, everything on the practical plane, it was like nothing was a clear pathway to an answer. Cause then it's like, well, are you ever really prepared for this type of thing? Like, you know, you, it works out anyway, no matter what, you know, and, uh, so at some point I had to stop reeling through all the different scenarios and just say, okay, I'm just going to surrender and trust that like, I will know when it's time to know. And one morning it was like a Sunday morning and I just, yeah, I got this like huge hit and it was, there was no, it, it was intuition because there was no question attached to it. It was an absolute knowing. And um, it felt really right. Um, and so I moved forward from that place, you know, and I, I went on a journey to discover where I wanted to get the procedure. Because I felt really called to, um, find a place that would be honoring of the experience and the way that I was feeling it, which was not like we abort, right? More like it's just part of the, this is part of the continuum, you know, like when you incarnate and when you become embodied and, this soul, if there's a soul or an energy, an imprint, whatever code, however you want to think of it, so to speak, has its journey too. And um, 
felt like we were like in on it together. Do you know what I mean? So I wanted to go somewhere where it didn't feel just like a sterile, like medical procedure. I also had, and still do to some extent, like a kind of phobia around doctors and procedures and Western medicine. I had never like broken a bone or had a stitch or I've never even had a cavity. Like I, I probably had the flu like once, I don't know. Like I've never like had things and I, just to go get a physical, I have almost like panic attacks. Are you a superhero? <laughs> You've never had a cavity? My former producing partner was always like, I think you're an alien. I've known you for eight years. I've never had a cold, you know? It's like, I don't know. I don't know what that's all about, right? But I just know that when I am needing to enter a doctor's office, I like panic and I'll panic before the appointment, like for days. And I'll usually change the appointment like two or three times. Oh gosh. I, I wanted to ask you about, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say they have it in my chart. I guess it's called white coat syndrome. Cause my blood, That's my blood pressure elevates just from being there. You know, it's, it's like not an uncommon thing, but I have that thing. I've gotten better, but <laughs> ask your question. And then, yeah. I wanted to ask you about, um, if you could touch more on like the spirit, the, all the practical stuff is very interesting and it's good for other people to know they're not the only other women to know. They're not the only ones who think about stuff like that for sure. Um, and you know, men to know, Hey, this is what women have to go through, you know, theoretically have to go through. Um, isn't it hilarious? Uh, but, uh, I'm curious if you could kind of tell us more about, you know, the spiritual side of things. Um, you had mentioned during our conversation, this something about like the soul being with you since you were a child. <laughs> and I think that's just fascinating. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I was, I was, uh, I got my first really powerful psychic reading when I was like 19 or 20. Uh, a woman that I stayed on the phone with for two hours who read my past, like in this lifetime. So she knew where I was from, where I grew up and very specific details about parents and friends and things. So it wasn't, hey, my cat, sorry. <laughs> my what are they doing? are fighting, which is actually kind of unusual, but. Um, Mercury is whoa, upside down and topsy-turvy today. So, it wasn't a reading where it was like, I'm going to fortune tell your future, right? Like, like I think real gifted, clairvoyant people are, you know, able to see what you've been through. And that was how she got her credibility for me having my first reading was that she was telling me all these things that had happened and were happening, you know, in my life mm. that she would never know, you know, um, so yeah, she talked to me about a, a baby soul, so to speak, that was um, around, you know? Um, we have, I guess, uh, a lot of angels and unseen 
beings in different forms uh, around us, you know? Um, and so that was one that she said, maybe uh, you will bring into life uh, at some point. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if this was somehow connected to that energy or not. And I did see a couple psychics as well during this process of the pregnancy and the abortion. Um, and it did feel like an angelic presence, to be honest with you, because also not only did I get closer to my body, I also overcame a certain degree of that phobia of procedures mm. and medicine, because this was my very first procedure ever. And so going through the process of finding the place I wanted to go to, which was like this super beautiful place in New York City um, called Eastside Gynecology, like super simple name, um, doesn't have any kind of like, yeah, nothing to its brand that you would know, um, that when you go in, they set the tone. Like I had my own private room and the light was low and there was like Zen music playing and my best friend came in and this was where we waited for the hours that you have to wait and they come in and like talk to you, have a really high level conversation that was just really beautiful, kind of explaining emotionally like what could come of this, which is yeah. anything from regret and depression um, all the way to she literally said euphoria like you don't know very like, interesting it's hormonal it's chemical it is spiritual um so there's like a whole spectrum and just like just know like you won't know you know until you're on the other side of this um and I was really scared to go under anesthesia. Like I had never done anything like that. And actually I, I opted out of it. Um, and the doctor was like, honey, like <laughs> you can opt out, but here's, you know, what you'll hear and see if you do opt out. And if you don't, it's like seven or 10 minutes and it's like extracting this little like black bean. <laughs> That's what they said to me. Um, and, um, and we'll wake you up in a few minutes. Like if you decide, you know, and I was envisioning them killing me and like cutting up my organs and selling them on the black market, you know? Oh dear. And uh, I was like, I mean, if they do, I guess, oh, well, I'll, I'll go for the anesthesia. Anyway, it was a really beautiful place and they were super gentle and um, I felt like I could start to trust more um, in terms of doctors and medicine, you know, from that experience. And I felt like I was way more open to actually getting pregnant than I was before this experience. You know, I like trusted the process more. Like I felt like, oh, I could actually do this for real. Whereas prior I had fear around even just being pregnant. Um, and also I learned that I'm a negative blood type, which can mean you're prone to miscarriage. So who knows what would have happened in an, if I had gone with it, right? Um, 
And there's a shot that you get, but you have to have the pregnancy hormone in you in order to get the shot to help prevent miscarriage next time. So I learned my blood type, which I didn't even know. I got that shot, which I never would have known about. Um, I don't know. I just felt like I learned and grew so much on different levels, you know, through, through that. And then um, one really powerful psychic also encouraged me to do a ceremony to like release, you know, the energy and to like show gratitude for the lessons and the growth and to kind of be ready to move into a new like phase. And um, the, the guy that I had been dating actually ended up passing away. So that was a whole other twist in the plot, you know, that was very jarring. Um, I didn't know he'd been sick before I met him. He actually had cancer and was in remission, kept it a secret, and it came back and he ended up passing away. And knowing, thank you for sharing that, but in knowing that you still, what I think is inspiring and special and beautiful is that, you know, it, the, the experience was beautiful and you would still know that you made the right decision. And that's yeah. extremely empowering. And um, I know there's, I have friends, I mean, I know people who don't trust their decision, you know, afterwards. Yeah. Um, and I try to encourage them to embrace their journey of not trusting because you have to go through what you have to go through right mm -hmm. but to kind of like find the touchstone of being able to trust even within the distrust because right. life is a journey i mean that's we say that all the time now but it's the best word for it it is a journey you know I someone agree. said in a conversation yesterday it's like you know, you're a kid and you fall, you know, for the first times or, you know, any of your parents wanting to protect you from falling and there's all these new things happening, but it's like just learning how to fall is an important lesson, right? Very well said. Like we have to learn how to fall so we can learn how to get back up so we can, you know, so this was, this was that, that type of experience for me. I, it's pivotal, very, 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 very pivotal. And I mean, I've learned so much just from listening to your story that I would have never known either. I, I, even just the insight that you had at the age of 34, just to even think about so many of those things, like picking a, a, nicer, a nicer place to take yourself. I mean, I don't think a lot of women would even think about that. Um, it's just very, it just says a lot about you, how um, insightful you are. And we deserve that, right? Of, co of course. To go somewhere of your choosing. There's mm -hmm. so many options, but in the end, um, it didn't even cost more than another type of clinic, which is also great in serving. Um, every situation's different. Right. But... I was seeing it as this kind of sacred experience. And um, I also knew my anxiety would be through the roof 
if I was sitting in like a waiting room with a lot of people and with fluorescent lights and that like I get that fluorescent light anxiety just from like going into a grocery a grocery store you know I don't I, think anybody I, likes fluorescent lights I'm a highly sensitive creature so it's like you just kind of have to know yourself and then yeah honor yourself as best you can with the resources that you have or find resources you have to remember how beautiful you are as as a woman and the unique flower that you are. I completely agree. You deserve the best. Um, I just am so touched by your entire story and the journey and I think it's extremely amazing and brave and cool and encouraging that you share this uh, publicly with everybody. Did, do you have any other thoughts on uh, the whole thing? Anything else that you were thinking you wanted oh, to share? It's cool. It's nice. It's actually, it actually feels good to, to talk about it because yeah, it is just a story. It's just one experience. It's not about um, convincing anybody of anything. It's just about, like you say, kind of coming together, being able to express and uh, yeah. That's what I like about what you're sharing, the way, the way that you speak and the way that you tell like live your life and go about your go about everything that you do is it genuinely i mean obviously this is just my opinion but it doesn't come off as if you're trying to convince anybody of anything um it is just such a very unique perspective i mean i don't think i've ever her, who would ever expect anyone to be like so i'm gonna release the soul etc i mean it's just beautiful um it's it really does make me make me want to cry because it's just we're so all, beautiful we're, we're all shaman in our own way you know it's just uh whether you're releasing an an old thought pattern or an energy you know it's like you can you can cut ties with anything that you want to ever you know shift perspective reinvent you know identity um throw away all your clothes, get new ones, create a new style. Is there a re is there a reason why did, I am curious, did you ever feel, it's only natural that you would, but did you ever feel a little bit, uh, af like afraid to, to share the story with a lot of people or embarrassed or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, I have family members that don't know this story. Um, I've never been one to really need to share my personal, like the personal events of my life um, publicly. I've done it a couple times when really asked to and it felt right. Um, this is probably the most, I guess, what could be controversial mm. uh, topic to bring to light and not, not because it's abortion really, but because of the spiritual side that I'm, you know, illuminating. Um, but as we're doing it, it feels really natural. 
I think so too. Like, oh yeah, it's always the anticipation mm. of something that's so much more intense. So if we can encourage people to open up, I think it's a good thing. I completely agree with you. I'm sure I'm not the only one to have this experience. It's just that we don't get to hear about it, you know? Right. And you don't have to really consider yourself a super spiritual person to need to work through what would be called a traumatic event. So the release yeah. of that energy or that ceremony or that ritual doesn't even have to be considered spiritual. It could just be you as an emotional being putting closure to a very challenging eye-opening experience and being willing to, to kind of move to the other side of that for your own uh, mental health and, and stability and all of that, you know? I think that's an extremely important takeaway. Okay. Perfect. Um, I think that's very well said. That's something that you've been just by being my friend, my friend and talking to me have been showing me as a person. Um, and it's very helpful. And I think a lot of us can easily, easily like forget stuff like that. Um, just getting caught up in the daily grind, et cetera. Obviously this is an, extreme case of putting that into practice um but we can use that for everything in life right um it doesn't have to necessarily have a title on it or be affiliated with any kind of um religion or anything or and it can be also um yeah and it's, it's interesting too just in terms of like the meta connection with even mary pickford the subject of my movie mm -hmm. which we're working on releasing this year um, actually after like a 10 year journey with the story. Why not choose love? Why not choose love? And her message about, I, you know, I just find it interesting that she was a silent film star and she had such a hard time using her actual voice, not just in her work, but in her personal life. Mm -hmm. And, um, after she was out of the limelight, she wrote this pamphlet about universal love. She called it, why not try God? But she's calling, um, she's using the word God for, for the highest frequency, which is like love and creation, you know? So kind of like carrying that torch forward and stepping into the paradigm of free expression and like using your voice to like honor your personal narrative, which also is honoring, you know, the, the narrative of the collective. Um, feels very aligned with where I'm at as an artist and, and also just as a, as a woman and as a person, you know? So thank you so much for encouraging me. Like that's also what we need to be doing with each other. Right. So. Thank you for encouraging me, for encouraging me. And um, I mean, it, honestly, it means the world. Everyone needs support and encouragement and it can change everything. And I think it's really cool that you just shared that with everyone. Um, I'll be interested to hear about the comments or messages that you get. <laughs> Which, who's gonna call me? Um, <laughs> uh, Chelio, wow. That is beautiful. Pretty epic, wow. Okay, I'm here. Hi. Yes, okay. That's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um. You know, um, I'm not a woman, and I don't, 
understand really what's up when uh, coming pregnant or live inside another uh, life, um, I think is uh, a beautiful, I think is the dream, is the continuum. And uh, what I perceive today and coming uh, without support to my brain, but only catch energy is uh, a baby elephant coming the first is like a power of life but baby uh, is very little very simple and look about what's up but we have a, a mother we have one mother can look somewhere in the infinity wow. we have another mother can look in the other side I don't know what it means. Maybe is uh, I know, but I don't want to know. It's wow. like something like this. We have another person, maybe is another mother, can look at another side. So uh, the last pieces is at, uh, some roots. This is a root, but it's not roots in the ground like mm. to the light is roots to the sky to the universe is like um, a power of life but it's gone it's no no have a uh, uh, ground for for start is something is uh, is a red too is uh, like a blood is wow. like uh we try to to live, we try to becoming a guest in this world, but direction is is wrong. It's go in the other side. So wow. finally, we have some mother is not happy because I think it's very desperate moment when you lose uh, lost a baby and. We have a baby elephant because it's the power of life, because it's a small, it's a little, but already very strong. Mm. The expression, the all is, uh, uh, is a question or uh, don't want responsibility, but I know, but you know, uh, finally it's coming this, uh, this beautiful draw, but uh, some said, some true, some power, and some uh, responsibility about this. Then, thank you. Wow, beautiful! You really got the um, the earthiness and the spiritual in this like womb-like configuration. It's really. I want to look at that one a lot closer. Wow. Wow. Yes. That is epic, Chelio. Stunning. Whoa. Thank you. Thank you. It's you. It's, uh, it's this conversation. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. I am Sorry, going. Welcome. Thank you. I'm emotional. Sorry, because I feel very personal, these things. And, you know, the, 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 op the direct opinion from a man, Ah, uh, you know, I don't want to offend. I don't want to 
lost respect about uh, uh, the life, the woman, because I can say, I, I don't know what's up in the woman when yeah. have life inside. And then I'm emotional about this. So. Wow. Well, you're very honoring of the woman, Chelio. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Be a woman. <laughs> yes. Thank you both. I Let's say goodbye to Facebook. I'm going to turn off the, the live. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.